living, learning, and loving are all experiences that affect each one of us at one time or another. The three L's hosted by myself, Rachel Ann Dine, licensed professional counselor, is here to help you navigate life in a down-to-earth and realistic way, one podcast episode at a time. Be well and live, learn, and love to the fullest. Let's get right to it and talk about one of our old friends. Um, This is what I kind of consider the unwanted house guest that shows up and can trash your house and then leaves like a thief in the night only to return again whenever they need something else. And no, I'm not talking about that pesky family member or ex-friend. I'm talking about anxiety. Um, So in previous episodes, I've shared some information about anxiety. However, most of that has not been solely surrounding anxiety. It's been, you know, rewriting the negative story that you're having in your head that's causing anxiety, um, some anxiety surrounding the coronavirus situation. But for today, and there will certainly be more podcasts on anxiety because it's something that affects each and every one of us, no matter who you are, what you look like, where you live, um, I, I know that at some point or another, anxiety will pop up. So today, like I said, I just wanted the sole focus of this episode to be four different tips, strategies that you can implement in your life to help combat and reduce symptoms of anxiety. So I want to encourage you um, to think about these four different things and how you could apply them to your life. And without further ado, let me just jump right into it. So When anxiety surfaces, one thing that I have seen over and over again, just in my work as a clinician and also just being friends with people, having family, is that the mind can create all kinds of dark thoughts and kind of precipitate angst and anxiety about a situation that is not even true. And so I alluded to this on one of my previous episodes, but today I want to dive in a bit deeper and encourage you, should you notice the anxious thoughts coming up, just as quick as you notice those thoughts happening, I want you to check the facts. So this is a dialectical behavioral therapy skills technique that I absolutely adore and I also love it because it's free. And um, so in checking the facts, it's literally checking yourself on the different scenarios that your mind is creating. So I like to use, um, I'll just try to think of a random example really quick. Let's say that you just have this huge, huge fear over losing your job. Now, I know that this is a super real fear that many people are having in the midst of COVID-19, but I want you to backtrack and think about if you've ever had that fear or if you had a fear previously that you would lose your job. So checking the facts would entail asking yourself who, what, when, and where. Who am I referring to? Myself. What has happened to back up 
this belief or this fear that I would lose my job? Um, Where is the thought coming from? And when do these thoughts pop up? So not only does it allow you to check the facts and check yourself on the concrete evidence to validate or invalidate that belief that you're having, it also allows you to identify triggers. When is it coming up for me? Is it when you're hungry, angry, lonely, tired? Um, For those of you that know me or work with me in the therapeutic capacity, I love the acronym HALT, H-A-L-T, because it's a great quick little assessment tool to assess yourself on whether or not you're hungry, angry, lonely, or tired. It originally originated in AA, um, and they used it to check themselves if they were having cravings or feeling like want, they wanted to use. But I encourage everybody to check yourself should any kind of negative emotions come up or you're feeling down. Assess those four factors. Am I hungry? Then eat. Am I angry? What's making you angry? What do you need to cool down? Am I lonely? Reach out for connection. And am I tired? Did I get enough sleep last night? Have I overworked myself? Assess yourself on those kind of four domains um, to, to see. Because a lot of times being any of those four, in those four situations, hungry, angry, lonely, tired, can exacerbate symptoms of anxiety. So uh, that was my roundabout long way to get back to encouraging you to check the facts. Look for evidence. Um, So whether it is losing your job, um, so for that one, we could even go into further detail. Have you ever received a reprimand at work? No. Um, Have you ever been sent home for misconduct? No. Has your boss recently come to you and said that you're not doing your job correctly? No. So do you see we're starting to disprove that fear, that belief that's happening? This can really be applied to any situation, feeling like somebody doesn't like you, feeling like you're not doing good enough, feeling like, um, I don't know, any other examples kind of escape me right now, but hopefully you get the idea. So check the facts, look for concrete evidence. Now, if you go through and you start finding concrete evidence, then it's time for you to focus on what's in your control to correct the situation. If you did receive that reprimand at work, Who can you go speak with or receive corrective feedback on or um, create some corrective plan for yourself and submit it to your boss? Um, If you are the boss and you lost out on business, what can you do differently to keep customers coming in? You see what I'm saying? So check the facts. Number two, anxiety buster. Get active. So anxiety thrives when we just allow ourselves to sit in that anxious moment and let that anxiety live within us. So when you start to get those heightened levels of anxiety, get outside, go for a walk. Um, Ordinarily, I would say go to the gym, but for right now, as I'm recording this right in the midst of uh, COVID-19, that's not necessarily an option, but there are plenty of other ways that you can get active. Go find a family member, excuse me, family member, your pet, anybody or anything that you could be active, any person that you could be active with, or just get up and get physical on your own. Sometimes I break it down and encourage people to just... Make it as simple as 
if you're on the TV watching, if you're on the TV, if you're on the couch watching TV and that anxious feeling starts to come over you before you let it paralyze you and take control, physically get up, go do something that brings you back to the here and moment, whether it's unloading the dishwasher, washing your hands, doing a load of laundry, something that causes you to have to physically move your body and get out of that space. Um, I'm not telling you to do this to avoid the anxiety. I'm just trying to encourage you to get active to release that anxiety from you. Um, So definitely go for a walk, do a quick yoga routine. Um, If those aren't realistic for you, the kids are around or your spouse is there, you can't necessarily leave the house at that moment. Then physically pull yourself up from wherever you are. Take a mental break, regroup, drink some water, and then keep it moving. Forge ahead. So then the next tip, the third tip would be when the anxiety starts to come over you, I want you to go deep. And by going deep, I want you to really examine where and when, kind of like in checking the facts and gathering all that concrete evidence, this is kind of a step further where you sit down and list out or mentally dedicate some mental space to doing this, where the anxiety comes from, what is bringing it up. I want you to try your best to understand yourself more deeply. What are your triggers for anxiety? Were you raised in a high anxiety environment? Um, Did your mom kind of promote this feeling of anxiety or your dad or was your dad always worried about himself losing his job? You know, it's pretty interesting phenomenon when you start to check your thoughts and emotions instead of letting them check you and you pinpoint where things are coming from. Um, so this this piece requires you to get super honest with yourself and what your thoughts are on a situation as well as understanding where they could potentially be coming from. So go deep. Um, if a trigger for you is feeling like you're losing a sense of control over a situation, boom, there you go right there. What is it about needing control that causes you calm? Um, and and only the, these questions are only ones that you can truly answer. I would highly recommend if you've wondered what therapy was like or wondered how they could help, having another human ask these questions of you can be the most healing part. You know, where does that come from? What are those thoughts doing for you? One of my favorite, this is kind of a bonus tip for number three, um, and really anything to deal with anxiety. But one of my bonus tips is to check in with yourself and ask yourself, is this thought productive? Is this thought that I'm having serving me well? I would say probably eight times out of 10, wondering if somebody doesn't like you, wondering if you're going to lose your job, wondering if, you know, um, your coworkers upset with you and it gets to that point where you're starting to spin out or go down that mental rabbit trail that's destructive. There's a good chance that eight out of 10 times that is not going to be productive, but it's up to you to identify and then control the actual thoughts. And so that also comes from getting active, getting yourself up and moving, but truly the real battle is won with anxiety when 
you can examine your thoughts and start to change them. And so that's the process I think can be frustrating for folks when they do reach out to therapy. Therapy is not an instantaneous fix. It takes a long time to, in in some cases, it takes a while to kind of change the way that you think, especially if it's completely different um, thinking strategies for you. If you've never thought a certain way before and you're you've lived on this earth for 20, 30, 40 years, well, then there you go. Um, it'll take longer to undo certain patterns of behavior and thinking. So in this whole process of examining anxiety and trying to decrease it, super important to be very self-compassionate. If you don't get it the first go round and you still suffer from an anxiety attack, that's okay. At least you tried to go through and do the things um, that you needed to. So last but not least, If you are feeling anxious, and this is one, honestly, I closely have to abide by um, because of my love of coffee, limit and monitor your caffeine intake. So that goes for drinking Coca-Colas, Diet Coke. um, Green tea is not necessarily as bad, but if you're sensitive to caffeine, it can exacerbate anxiety. Um, Certainly, coffee. Uh, There are definitely times where I am ripping around the house first thing in the morning, you know, three cups in and and I have to be, you know, encouraged to kind of slow down. Maybe you don't need any more coffee um, because it certainly can start to activate even my mind and I start thinking about things and overanalyzing. So caffeine does have a direct correlation to exacerbation of anxiety. So if you are drinking a whole lot of coffee and you're drinking it throughout the day, it's really time to pay attention to that. Really any substance, nicotine, um, alcohol, they all can exacerbate anxiety. But I feel that for the purpose of this podcast, I really would like for you to check in with yourself on how much caffeine you're having, when are you having it, and then notice how you feel after you drink it. Is one cup just, that's going to be one cup of coffee, Coffee, that is, you're good to go? Or um, can you get away with two cups? Where Where is your happy medium? So check in with yourself. So as a quick review, the four tried and true strategies that you can implement, they're all free and you can use them at any time at your disposal to combat symptoms of anxiety. One, check the facts. Look for concrete evidence to validate or invalidate whatever anxious statement you are telling yourself. Number two, get active. Even if it means um, going for a 30-minute walk or just removing yourself from downstairs, going upstairs, doing something that grounds you, washing your hands, noticing how the water feels on your hands, something to bring you back from the anxious state and bring you into the present moment. Three, go deep. What are the triggers for the anxiety? Where is it coming from? Was there anything in your family of origin that you think increases your likelihood to have anxiety? Did you grow up in that highly anxious household? Is it kind of a generational thing? Was your grandma also anxious? If that's the case, check in with yourself about it and start to really recognize triggers for you. Four, limit and monitor the caffeine intake. Watch what you're putting in your body and see how it makes you feel. 
So these are my kind of favorite anxiety busting um, strategies that I always encourage folks to use and hopefully you have found them helpful today. Thanks so much for listening and I do hope that you stay well and live, learn, and love to the fullest of your ability. Take care. If you've liked what you've heard today on the three L's, there is plenty more coming. Feel free to subscribe, like, and share. And also give me a follow on Rachel Ann Dine Counseling on Instagram, where I will also be sharing polls and asking you, the listener, for what you want me to talk about, questions that you may have on living, learning, and loving through life, and just general information. So thanks so much for listening, and I can't wait for the next episode. Thank mm-hmm. you.